and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Nipe. Happy February. It is love month. It is the month of Valentine's Day. And this year around, I actually have Valentine, which is really exciting. And so in honor of Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about our feelings. Obviously, we always start off with the song recommendation of the day, which today is going to be kind of an oldie but a goodie. Honestly, it's not that old, but I just feel like it was released a while ago. It's called Omnipotent Yet Intimate. It's by Ben Potter and Alyssa Smith. Obviously, you guys know anything with Alyssa Smith, I just absolutely love because she's from Upper Room and I love Upper Room. So if you want to go ahead and cue that up after this one, such a good song, so beautiful, shows the heart of God, shows God's character so beautifully. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pray us in and we're going to get right into this. Lord Jesus, we love you so, so much. And God, I thank you for meeting us right here. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence into this place. Come invade the room, Lord. We open our hearts to you, and I pray that we receive a fresh word today and a fresh revelation of your goodness. Jesus, wherever we are, we know that you will meet us because you are faithful. We love you so, so much, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. So in case you haven't been with me for more than literally three seconds, you may not know that I am very sensitive and I have quite a history with my emotions. I have quite the relationship with my emotions. Now I believe that it is a lot healthier than it was before, but I wanted to just kind of explain some background because we're going to be talking about feelings and how your feelings aren't the truth. Hate to break it to you. Not sure if anyone has told you before, but they aren't the truth. In fact, Jesus is the truth. And we're going to talk about how those go hand in hand. So I'm very sensitive, but I also strive to be authentic, which is can be very difficult to be both because, you know, I'm very sensitive. So when I feel things, I feel them a lot. And in an effort to be authentic and to be true to what I'm going through, I actually feel it way more. I feel the emotion that I'm feeling just 10 times worse because I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to feel it right now. And I need to feel it all the way. Super weird. And this is just honestly growing up how I was. I'm the type of person to literally cry during an argument. <laughs> I literally could never be a lawyer because I will just cry because I'm like, listen, I'm so passionate about it and I have to feel it all the way. Some people run from their emotions, others distract themselves, others internalize them or push them down. But no, I have always felt a strong need to feel the emotion right then and there, which often led me to be led by my emotions. I feel like I recently just went through a season where in an effort to be authentic and to be true to what I'm going through, I've actually oversaturated and in a way almost overfelt my emotions. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I've just dwelled on it for way too long or I've just been like, oh, I need to process this more. I need to think about this more. But really, it's good to just be one and done with your emotions, you know, like it is okay to feel it and then move on. And I just took it way too far in past seasons. So for example, if I'm upset or if I'm triggered by something, instead of immediately inviting Jesus into it, like I should be, I have just let myself feel it and just given into my emotions and been indulgent with my emotions. And I've used my emotions as an excuse to be irrational. And that's actually not fair to the people in my life and also to myself. So today we're going to be talking about how to not be me. <laughs> if you've related to anything that you just heard about my relationship with my emotions, then I really believe that this episode will be one where we both will be learning about how to approach our feelings with the truth of God's word and how to surrender our emotions to him, how to say no to our flesh, all these things that take discipline, but they need to be done. 
your freedom is on the other side of your surrender. So today we're going to be surrendering our emotions and talking about what that looks like. We live in a very reactive culture. We're not very proactive, but we are very reactive. We have cancel culture. We have the news. We have TMZ and other media sources talking about things that are already happening, but we're not doing anything. And I think that because we live in a very reactive culture, we act because we feel. We work out when we feel like it. We do homework when we feel like it. We love someone when it's convenient for us. But in a perfect world, we would love someone even when we don't feel like it. We would act first before we felt like it. We would forgive before we felt like it. We would get up in the morning even when we don't feel like it. And that's something we're lacking right now. And it shows. We have a very love yourself, be unapologetically yourself culture. And so because of that, we follow our feelings. Hook up with that guy because it's your body, your choice. Watch porn all night because it's your life. Drink that, smoke that, etc. because you only live once. All of these mantras that the world is preaching to us are focused and based on our feelings. And you've probably heard it before, but your feelings are unreliable and they are constantly changing. If you've been with a middle schooler or a hormonal teen for literally one second, you know that feelings constantly change. I think they're a great gauge on the status of your heart but they're not supposed to lead your life. Jesus is supposed to lead your life. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I think this is a great descriptor of our hearts. Deceitful. Because our hearts and our emotions stem from our flesh. And we know that flesh is inherently sinful because there's sin in the world because of Adam and Eve and because of the garden. How many times have you been fooled by your emotions? thinking that something is a good choice or a bad choice because your feelings are in the way. This is why people stay in unhealthy relationships because they know in their minds that it's not smart, but their flesh and emotions want the comfort and the love that it provides. This is why The Bachelor never ends well because it's literally a follow your heart, follow your feelings show with very little logic attached to it. And that doesn't stop me from watching it sometimes, but it is just not a good rule book on how to date and how to live. The revelation I received when it came to feelings is it is good to say no to your flesh because it makes you more like Jesus. In Matthew 16 verse 24, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. I thought about this and my own way is sleeping until 11 every day, not doing my homework, never working out, never reading the Bible, eating whatever I want. That is my own way. And the world wants to tell you that you're valid for doing that because it's a follow your heart world. But wisdom is knowing that just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think about what it looks like to take up my cross. Giving up my own way means dropping the things that I'm holding, the feelings, the fleshly desires, so I can pick up my cross and follow him. Think of the picture of what that looks like. Picking up your cross. It's heavy. It's tiring. And at first, it's really hard. It will be hard to say no to your flesh when you want to watch an inappropriate TV show. It will be hard to say no to your flesh when you want to go out and party just so you can feel something. But Jesus carried his cross far before we did and to such a greater degree. So he's shown us that it can be done. And he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. 
An example that I thought of was I started working out recently more than I did before. I used to play volleyball for like five years and literally was in the best shape of my life at the age of 16. (laughs) But then after I quit volleyball, I took like a three year hiatus from working out because I just had such an unhealthy relationship with working out and exercising because of volleyball. And literally my mile time went up like four minutes and that is really embarrassing to admit. But (laughs) so I started working out more nowadays because I want to get back on the grind. And at first, it was literally terrible. I was so sore all the time. My body was not used to that much strenuous activity. But now that I've been doing it for so long, my body is stronger, more agile, and I feel more capable than I was before. But that first two weeks of constant soreness and constant pain is reflective of the first couple times that we say no to our flesh. When we say no to our flesh, we will feel the pushback of ourselves and the enemy and our feelings. When you really, really want to watch porn and you know that you have tried to hit it and quit it, but you just can't stop and you say no, you will feel that temptation and you will feel how hard it is to say no to your flesh. But I found that the more that you say no, the easier it becomes. So just say no that one time. I promise you it will get easier. That's just an example. But if you want to go out and party watch that inappropriate TV show, gossip about that friend, whatever that is, whatever that feeling you're feeling is, say no to it. It is possible to say no. Jesus said no to all the temptations of the world. So he's shown us that it can be done. And as you say no more, it becomes easier. I had a couple observations about feelings in general. Number one, feelings are symptoms. They are not the problem. So we're not supposed to get rid of them. Feelings are symptoms of a greater issue. When you're sick, even though it's like taboo to be sick at all right now, you know, you get a fever, you get a headache, stomach ache, etc. And these are symptoms of a greater issue. You know, you're getting a fever because your body's trying to fight off the sickness. In the same way, when we feel anxious, when we feel down, not ourselves, I believe that they're symptoms to a greater issue. Also just wanted to say a disclaimer that when I talk about anxiety and depression in this episode, I'm talking not about the medical diagnosis, but about the simple feeling of anxiety and depression. So just to clear that up, because the medical diagnosis is literally a chemical imbalance and that's so different than just having a feeling. But for example, if you're feeling a lot of anxiety right now, there might be a root there. Maybe you're not trusting the Lord fully. Maybe you're not willing to let something go, etc. Or on the opposite end, if you're feeling depressed and just not yourself, maybe a little bit more down, maybe it's a symptom of needing community, needing fulfillment, or not fully finding your joy in the Lord. Those are just some examples, but... We all have feelings, and they're usually pointing to something bigger going on in the background. Almost every single time that I have had an irrational emotion that literally just won't go away, jealousy, lust, anxiety, deep sadness, etc., it's almost always been a deeper issue. So ask the Lord to take you deeper and reveal what it is that you are lacking. The other part of this observation is that we're not supposed to get rid of our emotions. Emotions aren't the problem. They are not the enemy. But the true enemy likes to twist our emotions to render us incapacitated and incapable of walking in what the Lord has called us to do. The goal here is not to become lifeless, emotionless robots, but it's to no longer be a slave to our emotions. They can be there, yes, we can have emotions, we can acknowledge them, but we should not let them lead us. That goes into my next observation that feelings are not meant to be followed. Instead, they should be followers. 
the world preaches that you are valid, your feelings are valid, which yes, your feelings are valid. They are acceptable. Everyone has feelings. We can't control that. But that does not mean that they are an excuse to act in a way that isn't reflective of the heart of the father. Trust me, I'm preaching to the choir here. If you hurt my feelings because you said a mean comment, yes, that hurt. That feeling of betrayal is valid, but it does not give me a reason to punch you in the face. In the same way, obviously that was a really silly example, but just because your feelings are valid doesn't mean that they should be followed. Instead, they should be followers. Just because you don't feel like forgiving does not mean that you should not forgive. Just because you don't feel like turning the other cheek does not mean that you shouldn't. Your feelings should be followers of your actions. The other observation is that feelings blind us from the truth. This is not new information. You've definitely heard this before, but... Feelings filter our worlds in a very dangerous way. We can either let our feelings inform us, or we can inform our feelings. When we let our feelings inform us, we're being fed lies that make us volatile. For example, if you're feeling betrayed or insecure, anything that anyone says to you will be received through a filter of insecurity. But instead, if we inform our feelings and we are proactive and take steps to not let our feelings lead us, then we're able to see the world in a much clearer lens and we're almost saying actually no i'm not insecure because i'm a child of god loved by the king fearfully and wonderfully made and the truth is there and that is informing your feelings of the truth so a couple things that you can practice this week and some of the things that i will definitely be practicing this week is number one be more aware of your emotions oftentimes the reason that we are led by our emotions is because we don't even realize that they're leading us because they've been leading us for so long I think this episode is a really good wake-up call to realize, hey, maybe there are some things in my life that are there because I've been letting my emotions lead me. Maybe I haven't broken up with that person that I know I should break up with that isn't bringing me closer to Jesus because I just have let my feelings lead me. Maybe I'm not forgiving that person because I'm still holding a grudge and feeling bitter. Whatever that looks like for you, acknowledge that emotion. Whenever you're feeling sad, hurt, lonely, anxious, lustful, jealous, etc., Simply stop and be aware of the feelings and acknowledge them out loud. I really believe that there is power in acknowledgement. It says in the word that when you bring things to the light, the darkness cannot overcome it. Sin grows in the dark. And so when you acknowledge a feeling, jealousy, for example, you're exposing it to the light and you're able to penetrate it with the light and the goodness of God. And you're able to say, Lord, I actually am just now realizing that this is actually coming from jealousy and I want to acknowledge this. Acknowledgement holds so much power in your walk to freedom. So when you bring things to the light, you know that God is light. There is no darkness in him, and you're able to be cleansed and walk as children of the light, which is what we're called to be. The next thing that you can practice this week is filtering everything through the word. So once you've acknowledged the feeling, don't just leave it there. The thing that I do is when I'm feeling a certain irrational fear, irrational anxiety, jealousy, lust, whatever it is, I stop and I ask the Lord, hey Lord, out loud by the way, hey Lord, I'm feeling this way and I don't know if this is from you or not. And the way that you can know if it's from him or not is, does it bring you closer to Jesus or does it make you feel shameful or condemned or does it make you feel further away from the Lord? Obviously, this is just an analogy. We can't get any closer or further to the Lord technically, but address the emotion. Ask the Lord, is this from you? Is this not from you? Lord, if it's from you, let me keep it. But if it's not from you, Lord, will you take it from me? And he is so faithful to remove it for you. 
He wants to cleanse you. He wants to purify you. And it's such a beautiful process. We have to invite him into it and partner with him through it though. So anytime I'm feeling an emotional rise, whatever it is, even if it's not even something that I can name, I just ask the Lord, hey, is this from you, Lord? And if it's not, will you take it? Because I only want what's from you. I don't want anything from this world. I don't want anything from the enemy. I don't want anything from myself even. I only want what's from you. And this is what it means to be in constant prayer. It says in the word to pray continually. And I think that this is what that looks like. It's just stopping and asking the Lord if he's in something or not. He removes and he replaces. So when you invite him into that, he can remove your sadness and replace it with joy. He can remove your hurt and replace it with healing. He'll trade your loneliness for comfort, your anxiety for peace, your lust for intimacy with him, your jealousy for security in him. Whatever that is, whatever you are needing, he is able to provide that for you. It's just in his character and he is that for you. We just need to invite him in that and partner with him. The last thing that you can practice this week is yield your heart to Jesus. This is so simple, but it really is the key to so many things. The more that you yield your heart to him, the more like him you become. And the more irrational, human, hateful emotions are transformed by the spirit into peaceful, beautiful, and godly thoughts that give life. Your feelings aren't the truth, but Jesus is. So let him replace your feelings with the truth. Because when you do, you will find that you'll see things with so much more clarity. Your heart will be so full of peace and you will derive more enjoyment from everything in life because you're centered on the truth. I'll go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, thank you so, so much for this amazing word that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that you are the truth and that you lead us. And Holy Spirit, we just yield our hearts to you. Come have your way in my mind, in my body, in my soul. Lord, my mind, will, and emotions. Lord, would you remove everything that's not from you? And would you replace it with an attribute of you, Lord? We just want to be more like you, Jesus. We thank you that you always show up and that you're faithful to purify us. You're faithful to love us, Lord in the way that you know we need to be loved. Jesus, you're so worthy of all of our praise and adoration, and I pray that this time pleased you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, you guys know the outro. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Share this with someone if you think it'll encourage them. Share it on your social media. Your girl could use some more advertising. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Only do it if you feel led to, but I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. As always, follow me on Instagram if you're not already at KGKNIPE. I realize I don't actually spell that out for you guys. No one knows how to spell NIPE, but it's KNIPE. And then at Already Loved Podcast if you aren't already following the podcast Instagram. I hope you have an amazing week. Happy February. I hope this blessed you. Love you so much. Peace out.